You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings, and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be our Masks, A New Generation one-shot, part two. My name is Tom, I will be the MC for this uh, game today. Let us go around and meet our wonderful players and their characters. Let's begin with you, madam. Hi, my name is Nadia, and I am playing Eclipse, Shahida Singh. She is the doomed. To recap for all of us, just to describe her and her abilities and a bit... Uh, she's very kind of typical emo goth girl, I think, a little bit uh, alt-looking, but is in general quite a kind and, and bright person to people around her. Uh, in terms of uh, her costume, it's darkly coloured with a cape and a hood. It's very kind of raven, I suppose, from Teen Titans. Cool. Her powers, she's got telekinesis, body transmutation, vitality absorption. Fantastic. And you, sir? My name's Mark. I'm playing Chester Harbridge Khan. Uh, AKA Sunhawk, now known as Phoenix. Mm -hmm. uh, he is a legacy superhero. He has inherited a suite of, well, some of a suite of superpowers that have been carried by previous Sunhawks, the most recent of which died in some way protecting uh, the city. And he came into his powers maybe a little bit earlier than he was ready for. But his powers specifically are he has divine armor, he has mythic might, and he has godlike beauty. So he <laughs> is real good looking and means well and cares about his team, but he is just, he's a bit thick. <laughs> he's a bit thick. We're sort of drifting into himbo territory. <laughs> Fantastic. And you, sir? I'm Nick, and contrasting Sunhawk, I'm playing Harold Hobb, who uh, is the transformed, and horribly so. During a previous incident, he had both his legs crushed and is now wheelchair bound while he struggles to regrow them. And this incident has caused him to, he was always able to sort of, he has metamorphosis powers, he's able to transform. Yes. But is now unable to transform back properly. He's unable to, partly being a teenager, partly having gone through a fairly traumatic incident, and mm -hmm. thus he is quite hideous to look at. Right. Um, Real Cronenberg-y. Yes. yes, just he forms these shapes and is unable to, and each time he does it, it just doesn't revert a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So right now he is... He is dressed in his school uniform, um, altered fit as best he can. Yeah. Fantastic. He is very disillusioned at the moment. Well, but it would, would not be a game of masks without some tears. <laughs> and not without good cause, to be honest. Indeed. And you, madam. Hello, my name's Sam. I'm playing Ricochet, the delinquent. The delinquent. Tell yes. us, tell us uh, all about Ricochet. Fred, I can't tell you all about Ricochet. A lot of it's redacted. <laughs> redacted. <laughs> Ricochet's... Power set. Yes. You've chosen, I think, was it was it gadgetry and, yes, and teleportation. teleportation. Fantastic. That's really cool. Question. Yes. Do, uh, do you need your gadgetry to teleport? Like, do you have a teleporting belt or something? Or do you, can you teleport? And then as a side note, you've also got sort of super gadgetry. Basically, it seems that the teleportation is inherent. Oh, good. Excellent. Yes. Okay. A further question about the teleporting belt. 
Does it allow you to teleport, or does the belt just teleport away, causing your pants to fall down at inopportune moments? She doesn't moments? have a belt. Right, okay, so the latter then, and you currently can't find it. It's teleported away. And finally? I am Ben. I am playing Leverage. Great. That's all. <laughs> well, I thought it was Hinge. You know, you're not. Uh, I thought it was Hinge. It doesn't even make sense as a name. <laughs> you, are, you are absolutely... Tell us all about Hinge. <laughs> Jeff name for Jeff. No, okay, <laughs> correct. <laughs> well, yes, actually, very true. Uh, so I'm playing the protege. He is someone who has been adopted, uh, or rather mentored, by an established hero. In this case, uh, by Fulcrum, uh, hence the name Leverage. Uh, unlike Fulcrum, who is a self-made man, someone who has uh, trained diligently to rise to the prominence uh, and feats of skills that he can display as a as a hero, protege. Instead, came by came by a superhuman physique uh, through means as yet undetermined, but probably courtesy of his incredibly rich white parents. Of course, yes, that'll about, that'll about do it. And okay. so he's kind of fallen into the superhero superhero group, but Falcon has taken it upon himself to train him so as to make best use of his abilities. He's coming at it from a very different angle to his mentor. In addition to superhuman physique, he has been trained by Falcon in impossible fighting skills, uh, and he also has weapons and gadgets as provided by his mentor, which Fair. includes at this point, I believe, a hideout and a vehicle. And what is what is said vehicle? Ooh, that is a good question. I am going to say, at the moment, it is looking like a... Uh, we're in Britain, so let's say an Aston Martin. Yes. Yeah. With, okay. with transfer Formative capabilities. <laughs> so it's that a very much revealed a, later. Very much a James Bond style car there. Yes. Okay, that's awesome. I love it. Okay, good times. Now, one thing that we did forget to do last session is the end of session moves. So we're gonna start today by doing that. At the end of each session, you basically have to choose one of these three things. Do you think that you have grown closer to the team? Do you think that you have grown into your own image of yourself? Or do you think you've actually grown away from the team? If you grow closer to the team, you explain what, who made you feel welcome, give, and you give influence to that character, and then you get to clear a condition on yourself or mark potential, which of course is your XP. If you feel that you've grown into your own image of yourself, you explain how you see yourself and why. You can shift one label up and one label down of your choice, as long as you, you know, narratively explain it, your, your rationale for your choice. Or if you actually think that uh, due to situations that occurred you have actually grown away from the team you explain why you feel detached and you take influence over you away from another character so if a character has influence over you you, you take that influence away so basically everyone can uh, go ahead and choose one of those things and explain let's begin with you uh who did i end up pairing with for the a-levels competition me uh, so i think i would feel closer to the team as I think that she expected a little bit to be that unpaired person mm -hmm. during that conversation. So I think she feels closer to the team as a result. Okay, great. Well, in that case then, would you please give influence to Ricochet? So Ricochet, you now have influence. Yep. Uh, so with regards to influence, yeah, there's various things you can do that with. Most important thing to remember is that if ever you do a move on someone, if you have influence over them, you get plus one to your role. Mark, which of those three are you choosing? I think 
Samhok has grown more into his image of himself. Like last episode, he was standing up for people and defending people and whatnot. That's cool. Which I think is what he wants to be. He doesn't necessarily want to go out and fight. He wants to make sure people are safe. Nice. So I think he's grown more into that image of himself as a protector. Fantastic. Okay, then. Well, I think that is perfect. So you may go ahead and shift one label up and another one down. And what and what are you choosing? Well, my danger is a negative two. And I feel like that's going to be relevant sooner rather than later. So I might shift that up. Okay. That involves you moving something down. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I mean, I could move my savior from plus three to plus two. I'm going to suggest maybe not. If you, you're growing into the... I guess, um, thinking of yourself as a saviour, as yeah. a protector... That, that may, may would, not be... Would kind of be... I'd always think you're mundane. Yeah, my, munda- my mundane's up one above its starting point, so that could be shifted down without hmm. too much of a loss. He does care about people and want to yeah. understand them. And if you're moving towards your this identity of Sun Hawk, especially if it's uh, someone who's larger than life, the saviour hmm. type, then mundane would be kind of the direct opposite. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to shift my danger up from negative two to negative one, and okay. my mundane from plus two down to plus one. Fantastic. And uh, Nick, what are you thinking? Uh, well, leaving aside the unfortunate uh, growing more into the image of yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say that despite the unfortunate team choosing moment, which was, I understood completely, I think probably more into the team as uh, Shiara tried to comfort me or did sort of, you know, make me feel better. That's and, true. And uh, Chet noticed when my hand became sort of more human in appearance. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'll go closer to the team. Chester already has influence over me. Great. Um, due to, just because I see him as a rather competent fellow from the previous thing, so I'll give influence to Shiara. Am I saying that right, Shiara? No, it's Shahida. Shahida, sorry. Shahida, okay. Shahida. 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 Well, it's written down now. I'll move my danger up as I'm probably now more motivated to actually protect people. Uh, so with that choice, you yeah. either clear a condition or you mark potential. And Sam? See, I'm kind of stuck because she got a bonding with the team, but also mm-hmm. became more like her image of herself. Well, there's there's, there's no wrong answer. It, yeah. can, it, it can be both. Just think of which one. I guess would... pick one of those two. Mm. Well, you came into the group as an outsider from America. Yeah. And now you've found yourself in this group and you've reached out to uh, Shahida and uh, brought her into your uh, your team, your pair. Yeah, actually. Yeah, no, you're right. So I guess, yeah, more towards the team. More towards the team. Okay. So, and Shahida was the one that made you feel welcome. Shahida's doing a lot of that, isn't, isn't she? Yes. Good, good work, Shahida. Uh, so you give influence to her and you either clear a condition or mark potential. Uh, I think I would probably mark potential. Sounds good to me. Yes. Okay. okay. And finally, Ben. Uh, I think I'm also getting closer to the team. Oh, good. Who made you feel welcome? That would be Sunhawk. Go ahead and give that guy influence over you. Indeed. Indeed. Made you feel welcome, but also challenged. Uh, I think we established that we come from, we're cut from similar cloth. We both have uh, history uh, or a legacy of mentors or um, those that came before us that we're trying to live up to. Indeed. We're also trying to reclaim a name uh, that's been taken from us. Mm-hmm. That's and true. And also, uh, he stepped up for me when I revealed that I had the recording of Mordred going off in the class. Are you marking potential or clearing a condition? I will clear a condition. The condition was, I was it scared, I think, from what Mordred nearly did to me. Instilled with new confidence Indeed. from your team members, you are no longer afeared. <laughs> Fantastic. So, I cannot wait till the time comes when we have to vote to choose a new leader. Wow. <laughs> As you recall, 
where we left off last session was just as you were each about to enter into your team sections of this gigantic, over-the-top, dangerous obstacle course. There are spinning buzzsaws, there are laser robots, there are lots and lots of targets to protect and also targets to attack. Each of you are in teams of two and you are going to run four teams of two are going to go at the same time. So it'll be, well, all three of your teams, of course, plus another one as well. The goal of this obstacle course is for one person to be the attacker, the offensive member, and the other person to be the defensive member. I believe you had selected amongst yourselves whom was going to fit that particular role. You are all, of course, in your high school red and white, you know, track suits, but with, you know, MMA gloves and mouth guards. The last shot mm -hmm. last week, of course, was as we had alluded to earlier in the session, there is a superheroic drug and a performance enhancer that is going around and has been rumored to exist on the school property. And as it turns out, the person taking this is none other than Furnace mm -hmm. slash Pryor, who is the adopted sister of your school bully, Mordred. So she is a, uh, a, a real protege. She's a Nova. She's a South Asian glamour, long, gorgeous, dark hair, perfect skin, teeth so white they could blind you. She's a triple threat. She's smart, beautiful, and basically on one of the highest power scales for her age on record. Her power set is mostly effectively like shining like the sun, you know, sort of a pyrokinetic, but also with extreme light and, and so forth like that. The last shot we saw was her popping one of these pills before going into What was it called again? Pump? Kick? Thrive, thrash, it was not kick. Yeah. Just to be we clear on that. The, just to be clear on the thing, we didn't see it. That was a no, that way. Correct, exactly. So just to, as a, as a meta commentary, you're, we the players. Yes. You the players. What did we call the drug? I'm trying to see. Vibe. What, vibe. That's right. Vibe. So she is just exactly what kids call a goddamn. We'd be vibing. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So. Here is where we are going to be doing our run-through of this ludicrous death trap of an obstacle course. So Ricochet, so we, we first of all, we see Ricochet and Eclipse. And so the two of you are standing side by side. Remind me again, who is offensive and who's defensive? No, who's offensive. Ricochet is offensive? Uh, I think it was the other way around. Was it? We can, I mean, we can redecide that now if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Re redecide it for sure. Yeah, I can go on offensive. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So, you two are standing there next to each other, and you're standing over there on the platform. Now, basically, think of it like a long, think of it basically like a an extreme version of like American Ninja. So you've got all these, you know, robots with red targets, and the, the idea is that you're supposed to try to take out and tag as many of the red targets, but also you're meant to protect the dummies and the robots that are going to be attacked by the other offensive things in there as well. And there's lasers, there's swinging balls, there's all kinds of nonsense as well. So here's where you get to describe in beautiful narrative detail how your characters are going to get past this course as we see the, the lights all of a sudden get dim, get dim, get dim, and then this gigantic alarm goes off and everything leaps into gear. The, the, the gears were the buzzsaws start to spin, the lasers start to pew pew pew, and uh, we see the two of you side by side at the top of the course. What do you do? So I think uh, in terms of defending the targets, yes, uh, the most important ability that she would be using primarily here would be telekinesis. So okay. anything 
falling on, dropping, moving towards, she would essentially try to change its momentum. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. rather than using her force in a, in a way that tires her out quite significantly, mm -hmm. she's trying really hard to divert the momentum of these things instead. And in doing so, probably isn't doing the best at preserving the environment. Shit, oh, 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 ah, damn. Uh, you know, as these things, uh, the buzzsaws clash into uh, the, the concrete environment and shatter things and everything like that. Um, she can also has some kind of body transmutation abilities. So I think she kind of uses that mostly to change her her density. Okay, yeah. So sometimes she will kind of make herself a lot lighter so that she can skip and hop between obstacle to obstacle. And sometimes she really buckles down on her density, making her really heavy and quite right. a lot stronger so that sometimes if she doesn't have the quick reaction time to be able to use her telekinesis, she can just buckle down and kind of uh, physically deal with the, the threat as well. That's super cool. Well, that sounds like you're doing a classic defend. Yeah, so. absolutely. But she's also just... She looks terrified. She, she's, she's doing, it looks like she's doing pretty well, like she's surviving, but she just looks freaked out. Okay, no, that's okay. So there's lots of different ways you can go about it, depending on how you describe it. What, what, what you're describing definitely sounds like just a classic defend, which is, uh, which of course checks out. So please, uh, roll 2d6 and add your savior. Okay. <laughs> Six, seven, eight, actually. My savior's a little higher now. Oh, okay, fantastic then. So, on that case, then you... So, on a seven to nine with defend, it costs you. You either expose yourself to danger or you somehow escalate the situation. Uh, so, which one would you like? I think one of her... The aspects of her doom is is actually overexerting herself. So oh, I see. At first, she tries to be a bit smarter and, and use that momentum tactic to great effect. Mm -hmm. But then as things keep coming and coming and coming, she gets more and more anxious and just starts kind of wildly lashing out and, and tiring herself out, I think. Okay, fantastic. So your powers then might actually be overexerted. And so I'm going to say that you're going to go ahead and take a powerful blow mm. because you're going to get a power spike that you will ho hopefully be able, be able to resist, but you may not be able to. So would you please roll? And then that's, this is the one roll where you actually want to roll low. All you're adding to the roll is the number of conditions that you currently have marked. So how many conditions do you have marked right now? One, I'm insecure. Okay, you're, inse you're insecure. So you're going to roll and you're going to add one. So four, five. Fantastic, okay. So because that's a mess and on a miss, you stand strong. So your powers surge, but you don't actually succumb to them. You don't get any more conditions or anything else like that. You look flustered, but uh, you are not, you know, noticeably affected. Ricochet. Excellent. Very quickly before that as well, one, um, one part of this doom is that whenever I do that, mm -hmm. I mark something on my doom track. Oh, okay, please. So I am one step closer to my doom oh, no. in doing so. The dark entity that dwells within you will have its day soon. So while Eclipse is protecting and defending the robots 
and the you know the, the, the fake people and the dummies and so forth uh, how does ricochet take out the various targets how do you uh, how do you score enough points to to win you the day so as a teammate runs by there's a, there's a moment where ricochet kind of looks up at the the spinning spinning blades and yep. the and the laser robots and and it's, it's it, it looks like she's kind of counting and pointing okay point 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 point, point. It takes a couple of steps back and she starts running run run Talk, 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 and then in like a crystalline glitch, she disappears. Wow, that's awesome! And starts bipping at different targets. Oh, so you like, so you like bamfing like Nightcrawler Essentially, here, yeah. here, there, and everywhere. And, and with each target, are you just like you know punching it or tagging it or taking it apart? Oh, nice. Okay, cool. So, so basically, looking at say um, like the if the if the swinging blades are on like pivots, like up in the up in the mechanical parts of it, and just taking bits out or kicking the kicking the robots in the chest or you know just getting the points but kind of destroying things as she goes along that is super cool well that, that definitely sounds like you are unleashing your powers yes. so would you please roll plus your freak and let's see how well you do. Okay. Did it. Nine. Nine. Okay. That's pretty good. So on a seven to nine, you mark a condition or the GM will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Your choice. Mm. So you do it. Either way, you definitely do it. You take out all these things. You rack up a huge number of points for your team. But either you'll be overcome and get a condition from it. Or I will tell you how it is unstable or temporary. I'll go for the latter. Uh, I will be telling you how it is unstable or temporary. Yep. Okay, fantastic. So you blip around and you rip out all these targets. But then what happens is as you rapidly, you know, bamf around and bamf around and bamf around, all of a sudden uh, some of the robots start to, well, basically start to smoke and smoke and splutter and splutter and with sparks and so forth. You've ripped the targets out of them and some of them, unfortunately a couple of them that are actually quite close to Eclipse, start to look like they are about ready to just about explode in fact. At that point we will dramatically cut across to team number two. So the dynamic duo Hinge and Phoenix as we see the and of course all of the teams are all simultaneously cast on these gigantic holographic TV screens so you can each see how everyone else is doing as well as, as all the onlookers and the, and the teachers of course watching your competition take effect as well but you two so who is the who is the defender and who is the offense uh, I believe I am defense yeah although what's your danger at the moment uh, negative one all right, so we're tied for that. And your saviour is plus two. All right, excellent. Okay, great. So we see the two of you st standing next to each other, getting ready to go through the course. Let's do it. Let's uh, start with Ben. Ben, how do you how do you engage this uh, obstacle course? Describe in detail. Relying on Phoenix's uh, ability to be able to uh, keep things protected, both not just the, uh, the robotic targets, but also myself, I'm going to take advantage of his um, superpowered durability. Okay. And assess the situation so I can plan the best approach for taking these uh, attackers out in an efficient manner. So checking it out, really sort of calculating, doing the mental math and, and all that sort of thing. Okay, great. Well, let's roll, assess the situation then. Okay. You'll roll and you'll add superior. Indeed. Somebody uh, from the, the equivalent of 
of the bleachers is like, hurry up and do something! <laughs> <laughs> you suck! That's a teacher. It's, so <laughs> it's the goddamn headmaster! It's Miss, it's Miss Swift. <laughs> Six on that one. So, so what did you get? Six. Oh, wow. Okay, then. Good stuff. So you you basically, it, it actually works out just like that. You stall. You pause. You yep. sit there and wait and watch and watch. And then a couple of people from the video screen start to, you start to yell out some abusive jeering and taunting at you. That really is a bit of a blow to your ego. Would you please roll to take a powerful blow to your <laughs> dignity? It's such a massive target. It'll be hard for them to miss. <laughs> so you got a seven. Is yes. that correct? Okay. So you get to choose one. You are either going to lash out verbally, provoking a teammate to foolhardy action, or take advantage of your influence to inflict a condition. Basically, taking it out, taking it out on another one of your team members, or you give ground. Your opposition gets an opportunity, which means that you're in this in this case. That'll mean that you'll uh, delay for too long, so you won't get as many points. Yep. Uh, or you struggle past the pain and you mark two conditions. Okay. Do I choose the conditions or do you? You, you do. Okay. In that case, let's struggle past the pain. All right. And what two conditions are you marking? I would like to take insecure, for sure. That makes sense. Let's see. Angry. All right. So you are angry, you are frustrated with yourself, and you are insecure. But eventually, you do, you do, you do jump to it. And after a long delay, while that's going on, it's a good simulacrum of the teen experience, right? (laughs) You're you're living it. You are living it, Phoenix. What are you doing to defend him while he's stalling there? (laughs) So I feel like Chester is moving around a lot, relying on a combination of his strength to like stop things, okay, and his shield, like his his sort of divine shield, to just basically prevent himself from being damaged, okay. So he's essentially just like hard blocking a bunch of stuff, getting people out of the way, sort mm-hmm. of tossing targets to like gently yes. tossing, but not like, you know, or like like throwing them to safety, throwing them clear of danger and stuff like that. Okay, that's pretty cool. So once again, that's that's very much a classic defend. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you are being uh, stymied by the fact that uh, a certain person called Hinge took a little bit too long in the initial assessment phase, but that's okay. You're picking up the slack. Let's let's roll uh, defend. Roll and add savior. So that is an eight plus three. So that's 11. But that's an absolute hit. So you get to, you keep them safe. Mm-hmm. So you're both utterly unharmed and you get to either take influence over somebody that you protect, you get to clear a condition, or you get to add team to the pool. Um, I'll add team to the pool. Okay, great. Because Jess is a team player. So team is something that you can use to add to a, add to a role. That's as plus the, one, isn't it? it? Plus one. Yeah. As lo- and as many people that want to can jump in and add to a role as after you've rolled. Yeah. As long as you can narratively explain how you're helping. Yep. That, that That's all you need to do. Fantastic. And then finally... Finally, we cut across to Mordred. She is <laughs> she is punching her little MMA gloves together as she sh- surrounds herself with that ghostly spectral knight in shining armor looking projection that she has. She turns to you, Harold, and says, you better not fuck this up. Just try to do your best. So. Now she's offensive as yes. she tried to peg me as that role and I flipped it on her. And indeed so. So with that, you know, she surges forward and just using her gigantic spectral form just sort of sits there and lashes out, punching, punching, trying to take out as many targets as possible. Meanwhile, you realize that from behind, lots of lasers and robots coming for her and you. What do you do? Right. So can you, this is slightly more important. Can you, what's the layout? Is it just a path? Is it, is it all so on think one of it plane? Like, so think of it like it is about two, it's about 150 
150 meters long. Think of it like a big American ninja style course. Mm -hmm. So you're mostly jumping from platform to platform. Yes, there's a key word there you used. What's that? That I was jumping. waiting for. Jumping. Jumping. Okay. Yes. There's multiple routes through the okay. entire thing though. So don't think of it as like one path. No, it's so like it's not like an alleyway. Paths. Yeah. It's a dynamic kind of okay. thing. Yeah. And also feel free to narratively add. No, no, no. I've got, I, I had forethought this and am I just protecting her or are there innocent civilians around as well? Are like dummy targets that I have to protect as well? Both. You have to protect yourselves as in you, you and your teammate but also there are dummy targets like you know like think of it like Save the Citizen from Sky High. I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Okay so with that in mind considering there are jumps and probably also steps. <laughs> yes. I will and well I guess you'll tell me what it is but I sure. intend to basically wield my powers mm, okay. and launching myself sort of almost like I wheel up close yep. lean forward and then in a sudden flurry yes. huge wings and in theme I will sprout a pair of giant wings. Oh wow, okay. Since then. I am a shapeshifter, I will make them angelic and just to, you know, why not? <laughs> feathered wings with a carapace on my back. That's amazing. Okay, nice. great. And cool. I will basically launch up and uh, the citizens, I will simply protect from the fire, move, relocate where I can. Try to gently enclose, enclose the wings. my wings. And if anything is there, I'll use the carapace on my back to deflect fire or take the hits upon myself. Well, that's pretty groovy. And I'll do this for Mordred and any citizens. Yeah, well, I mean, I could definitely hear a, a an argument for defend, but also that sounds like you're really pushing it. So that, that sounds like an unleash your powers. So I'll roll, same as Mark. Sorry, yeah, same as Mark. Eight plus three. Okay, that's pretty great. No, I mean, your roll was different, but, you know. In. I thought you rolled eight as well. Well, I did, but I just rolled eight in a different way. And mine's <laughs> symmetrical. <laughs> kind of, you know, I would appreciate it if you stayed out of my lane, quite frankly. Oh, he is the golden boy. Yeah, yeah. So, so you are We're a team, Chester. <laughs> Fuck, because we're so, you, so you just see this look from Mordred where she looks up at you and just kind of gives you a quizzical look of... I'm actually, you know, I'm actually impressed. This is actually really good. Maybe the points. Exactly, right? So she just kind of gives you a, she gives you just the barest of little nods as you continue to just power through this course. Both of you are doing ex extremely well. And you can see all on the on the other screens as well that different different people are doing better or worse. Uh, some people are off to a slightly more rocky start. Other people have created unstable robots that are about to explode. You know, generally speaking, everyone's doing okay. All of a sudden, Alarm bell goes off. And you can see that Furnace is glowing like a little sun. She seems to have gone absolutely off the deep end. There is some serious problems going on. She basically is suspended in the air, glowing, flames and fire licking out from her. Her eyes are glowing bright blue, which is one of the main indicators that she is on vibe. And you realize it, so she has gone way beyond the effects of this particular course. The walls around her have set have set alight and smoke is pouring up everywhere. Her companion, the poor, poor fellow, the red-headed boy who was her teammate, is actually cowering on the ground. Uh, his has turned himself into stone, but having said that as much as he is, you know, sort of covering himself up, and he his stone form is basically glowing brighter and brighter and brighter as he is actually looking like he's about ready to melt. As she has just lost her mind completely and is just effectively having a really really bad drug trip. All of a sudden, Mordred uh, just kind of stops 
and looks up and looks up at the screen because she can see that you know effectively that's in the next lane from where you and Harold or Harold and Mordred are in this course and she says no no prior and like just stops the course entirely and just goes to try to you know scramble over all of you see this as well by the way this is a serious issue it's gone into essentially emergency shutdown mode a lot of the screens are flickering and, and humming uh, what do you do and what's your suite of powers again you're a um... superhuman physique and impossible fighting skills okay when you say superhuman physique it's what it says on the tin I'm afraid there's no description <laughs> but that expands upon it but could we, could it's a different we... thing could we interpret that like because I feel like Chester's response to this situation is like I can use my invulnerability to protect others yes I will I will shield them with my corpse <laughs> oh um, my god <laughs> but like she's floating yes so I need help getting up there absolutely she's sort of suspended in the air but only a, a, a couple of feet off the ground oh cool right oh, he's carrying underneath the walls around her are melting and burning and she is just yeah it, it looks like she's lost her mind uh so <laughs> what are the then, walls made out of yeah I was just gonna ask Oh, What's stone, the, metal. So none of us can get near her then, unless we. Oh, of course you can. Chester well, has. It's, it's a it's a big room. But yeah, but I mean, like, you can climb over. Chester has superhuman might and a you divine can. shield. You can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So Chester can just sort of grab her and just Kool Aid Man out the side <laughs> of the gym. <laughs> well, okay. So is anybody going to be rushing to intercede apart from? Uh, At least that's Chester's plan. If anyone else, yeah, I was pointing out if she's hot enough to melt stone and metal. Yeah. <laughs> if you do not have superhero dur- durability, <laughs> that's um, just. You Be- begin to melt stone and metal. I have uh, just remember as well. This is a narrative game, so oh, you yeah. can you can justify whatever you want. It's Indeed, your, it's your um, absolute dream. Nick. Uh, uh, one consideration is that Shahida does have vitality absorption, so mm. I think uh, as part of kind of like just overexerting herself, um, her, her doom of this being inside her that mm-hmm. you know, slowly will creep out and and almost kind of manifest more yeah. actively. I think she's going to try to absorb some of that. So she is going to try to get a little bit closer while all of this is happening. To, I'm not going to try to interrupt anybody else's stuff, but she's going to try to get closer and try to draw some of that power out to cool her down a little bit. It's softening off some of this. And her justification is just to try to cool her down, but I think somewhere deep within her, she craves that power that uh, that Furnace has. No, that's cool. So, uh, are you all going to be rushing forward to well, intervene in some way or another? I think we're going to have to go around the room at this point. Well, oh yeah. If I see uh, Shahida, you say you're inching forward. Mm-hmm. I might know your mark. Yeah, yeah. Stretched. I can swoop down behind you, pick you up, and basically mm. drop you on her, so you can get like a bear hug type. Oh. Yeah. Because I see what you're doing. So yeah, I'll try that with your with Nadia's permission. Yeah, I'll sort of yeah swoop down behind you, pick you up, and drop you right on. Her. Great, so you all start to move forward. Now, uh, Ben and Sam, are you going to be joining in as well? And yeah. Rushing um, forward? Curious now what your action's going to be in light of what just happened. Well, I just think that, like, Chester just wants to stop other people from getting hurt. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Here, so even if it's just, like, blocking the access, like, getting between her and things, so sort of, like, right. maybe getting on the other side. It sounds like we are all entering battle against a dangerous foe. Teamwork. So, now, we add two teams to the pool to start off with. Does the leader have influence over every teammate? I think we worked out no. 
Who is the leader? Who is the leader? That's the question. I'm going to give it to Mark because he was the first to act. Yes, absolutely. Well, I was the first to speak. I don't know if my character was the first to act. Given the free form of initiative. Uh, I think last time we sort of settled on you generally being the leader in some cases. It's the expectation that, you know, you, is had of you. <laughs> Particularly in this case, you know, <laughs> you're definitely going to be the leader. Uh, you don't have influence over everybody, however. That's correct. They all have influence over me. Yeah, it's the opposite. No. Does everybody have the same purpose in the fight? Yes, yeah, stop her going. Going yeah. Different angles, but same goal. Sure. So basically, the, I guess everyone's purpose here would be to subdue her mm-hmm. and mitigate damage. Yeah. yeah. Would anybody have a conflicting goal there? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Do tell. No. There's a part of me that thinks yes. Get in on this. There's another part of me that thinks you know. There's also this obstacle course that we're trying to deal with. <laughs> that's very <laughs> true. Harold is thinking the same thing. That's, mm. Hey, that's fair. Okay, very well then. Okay, so we will, we will not add another two. No, but I mean, is that an overriding thing? Do you still want to do the first? There's a that does. <laughs> Whatever you like. No, I mean, so you still want to stop her. I do want to stop her. Then it's not a necessarily a conflicting goal. You've just got two goals. Yeah. You still share a goal with us. Yes. You have another one as well, but... In that case, we add another team. Does any team member mistrust the leader of the team? Does anybody here mistrust Phoenix? No, I want to make out with him. <laughs> You're getting closer than you've ever been. Maybe if I do this really well, he'll be impressed and he'll take me out to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do hope so. We're right. in England. This is me. It's high tea. It's oh, yeah. High, it's high tea. Oh, my God. Okay. Just skin. You should pay for a milk at the cafeteria. Um, okay. Is you, is the team ill prepared or off balance? No. You're, yes. You, what do you think? God, he yes. is. You're trying to figure out you the computer console. Yes, that's very true. All right, we'll take one team away. Ah. Yeah. Good work, Ben. <laughs> Jeez. Hinge, you're responsible for your poor rolling as a yeah. player. Fantastic. Uh, I look forward to the day that you decide to roll less than a fucking eight. <laughs> <laughs> In general, my rolls are quite good. I have noticed this. Phoenix, soon you find yourself, as mentioned, standing next to Pryor, who is going full supernova. The poor gentleman on the ground, the red-headed kid who has turned into stone, is now turning into glowing ro- white rock lava stone. What do you do? No, she... I- by the way, while floating in the air and surrounded by blue and white flame, turns to look at you with absolute fury as you approach. Oh, good. That's a good sign. Um, maybe I can get the kid away. Yeah. I do have well, super- yeah. I have superhuman might. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like shove them. Picking up a bowl is a pretty classic mythological hero thing yeah. to do, to be honest. Yeah, that's that that that, that, that would look super cool. So you eat them onto a pile of crash mats. <laughs> okay, so you wanna pick him up and basically hurl him to No wait. I would normally chest Are we going you. for distance or accuracy? <laughs> Distant. Oh gosh! It's not right. you for well, the worst use of the word "yeet," but in this one game, perfectly acceptable. Yep. Mm. I will mm. definitely call that a defend. So please roll to defend this poor fellow. I think his name's Benjamin. What a terrible name! Mm. Uh, changing terrible roll. Shice. All right. Boy. So, what, so that's a five overall. So five. Now. Here's where we have teamwork, right? Because anybody that is there and can narratively justify how they're helping Mark to get this boy to safety can choose to add a cup. And if two of you do that, yes, yes. Yes. Sam, you do it, Sam. Yes. Ricochet. Ricochet. How does Ricochet help? As he throws him. Yes. She can see that it's not gonna. He's not. If he's throwing him toward a particular place, Mm -hmm. it's not gonna make it. Mm. So she says she runs, teleports to the kid. That's so cool. That's awesome. Holds him teleports to the nearest body of water. 
Oh, nice. It's okay. like there's a water tank. Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's dyed green to look like acid. It's full of sharks, but stone, <laughs> not a problem. Yeah. And then dunk. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so that's so that'll bring it up to a six. That's still a failure. We need one more person to help. That'll be me then, I think. Do it. Yeah. How? All right, so you're teleporting in this case, so yes. I'm just trying to get an idea as to how this is played out. What's stopping you from affecting your thing, Mark, at the moment? What's stopping me from... From uh, taking the boulder to, to throwing the boulder to safety? Maybe just the heat from Briar. Yeah, I would say the heat. She's she's basically sort of supernovaing him right now, bursting him with flame as, as he approaches. All right, I have to assume that there is uh, some sort of fire control thing in the superpowered gym. Sure. <laughs> taking one of my collection of darts or equi- battering equivalents. Fantastic. Uh, normally these things, I would say, would be targeted at the uh, strongest heat source which is Nova yes I need to divert one of them so as to cool down this boulder so that my teammates can affect a rescue that's amazing so you throw a batarang at a strate- strategically placed pipe perhaps mm-hmm. or some such thing to trigger the fire alarm going off well best. in this case it's to like putting your thumb over a hose it's going to be directing gotcha. the, uh, the, string. the string thank you to the boulder that's perfect okay so that is two uh, so that then will bring us to a seven which is fantastic so, what that means is, you do, however, uh, Mark, expose yourself to danger. So you get him to safety, the teleportation Ooh. works out perfectly. I get potential, right? Because I... Did you Because I walked but you up... you didn't with... fail. Uh, you didn't fail. Yes, okay. exactly so. But, as that happens though, as Benjamin is hurtled to safety with the assistance of your team members, Prior turns her full flaming fury to yourself and just burns into you. Will you please roll to take a powerful blow as her white hot fire encapsulates it's your body. Uh, your durability is tested. Am I rolling? So you just you, you roll and you add the number of conditions you currently have, and you want to roll low. Right, 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 right. Ah, that's a uh, that's a good roll though. I have no conditions, but I just rolled really well. <laughs> so what'd you get? Seven. All right then. So if you've taken a powerful blow. So on that one, then you have to choose one. You either lash out verbally, provoking a teammate to foolhardy action. You either give ground, your opposition gets an opportunity, or you struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. Ooh. Which which of those three do you want? I'm sure you don't want any of them, but which are you going to um, begrudgingly take? I will... I'll take two conditions, I think. Okay, and what are those conditions? I'm going to take afraid. Good, yeah, that makes sense. You are surrounded by some of the most intense fire you've ever experienced. And guilty, because I feel like I might have made things worse by getting involved. Perfect. So, you mark those two conditions there as you're sort of rushing forward. Meanwhile, while, while, while all this is going on and they have been taking care of uh, poor little Benjamin, the rock boy, what is Harold doing? You see your friends escorting a glowing white rock boy to safety. <laughs> you see Mark fall down to one knee as the fire is just absolutely surrounding him from prior. Uh, Mordred is trying to come over. Yeah, going to see what... Not yeah. much, with not much success. She's not really uh, as nimble uh, getting over the... Fucking plonker. <laughs> what, 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 what do you do? I mutter that under my breath, and then I will swoop towards uh, Shahida, who is clearly trying to make her way towards Furnace, and I will yeah. gather her up. You'll hear the beat of my wings coming, so you won't be overly surprised. Yeah. Well, maybe you are. I don't know. Uh, you tell me. I'll pick you up gently, you know, and uh, you know, under one of my massively malformed arms, and mm-hmm. I'll fly straight towards uh, Furnace, who I keep going to call Sunstar. And uh, I don't know why, because we've got Eclipse and we've got Phoenix, and it's all this, I've got all these things coming. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, yeah, just drop you straight, straight onto her back before pivoting upwards. So I'm hovering directly above. Well, I mean, that's... and she'd be creating an enormous updraft. 
So I could just, yeah, I'll just be hovering there waiting. This is very true. Okay, so you just want, you want to just sort of swoop up and throw and throw Nadia at her, basically. Yeah, so act as Uber, is that one of the options? <laughs> act as Uber? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think it's, there's a move for it. You just do it. You know, you just do it, really. If, you, if, you're, not, if you're not, so yeah, that's it. So that's done. Awesome. Um, so you, yeah, you, you throw her next to it. And then what do you do as you sail towards this white hot? So in slow motion, you kind of see Eclipse's eyes and hair invert in color. Oh, my. So that she becomes that inverted black and white type look to Negative her. image. Yeah, that's right. And uh, as you can see that this, this entity inside her is, is clearly growing stronger. But she needs that in order to do what she needs to do. So when she finally alights on top of, of Pryor's back, she glows more and more strongly with this, this negative image colour and tries to draw the power into herself uh, and hopefully cool her down. Hopefully. Every amount of anxiety and unsureness and everything like that that you'd seen before just isn't there anymore. She doesn't really look like herself anymore. She's just pure will and purpose. All right, so it sounds like, so you're definitely direct, directly engaging a threat mm -hmm. there. Uh, so let's do it. Roll and add your danger, please. Nine. Okay, so now do doesn't even want to help her out and bring that up to a nice big, big fat 10 plus. All right, I will say that from my perspective, hovering mm -hmm. directly above as you go on her, yeah, yeah. this being that has star powers, Mm -hmm. You seem to eclipse her as your dark shadow covers her up. Mm, that's awesome. All right, then. So it's a narrative thing rather than a direct thing. But... We, spend, we spend one team. No, that, that's awesome. Okay, then. So you directly engage a threat on a 10 plus. So you get to choose. Do you resist their blows? Do you take something from them? Uh, do you create an opportunity for your allies? Or do you impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition? You get to choose two of those. I think take something from them, mm -hmm. which is just, just to bring her down that next level. Okay, perfect. So maybe, I don't know how narratively we describe that. Maybe what's happened is that all of the fire that was licking out from her and, and starting to climb the walls, that's muted. Perfect, yeah, that, that, that works, that's so fine. So she herself is still, you know, molten lava almost, but all of that kind of flame jumping out from her body and affecting the environment is is taken from her and then I think definitely create an opportunity for an ally. Okay, that means that you will that you'll mark a condition then because you yep. won't be resisting or avoiding her blows. So what what condition are you marking? Definitely angry. Angry, yes, yeah, so you're getting really annoyed. What opportunity are you, are you are you creating for which ally? I think are you just sort of distracting her so that someone else can come along and Oh yeah, I think that's yeah. a big distraction naturally what we're doing. Does anybody have a particular idea of something they would like to do next? I think at this point, it's really now about, um, her powers are muted, so now it's a question of, I guess, making her unconscious or putting her in the same environment uh, that we put the stone, like, in that part, in that pool of water. Uh, in that case, yeah, I'm going to try for that. Yeah, maybe there's, like, a fire suppression system that's not just water, but you know how there's, like, an actual chemical yeah, component mm. that... Fun fact about that, the reason they have that is because of rocket fires, because water's H2O. Yes. Mm. And mm. Yeah. Yeah. some fires burn hot enough, in mm. theory, that it could split that into yes. hydrogen and oxygen. oxygen. Two highly flammable uh, yeah, So it elements. actually makes it work. <laughs> yeah, so they have the foam which smothers and cuts the oxygen off from mm. it. Yeah, Why I not? think everyone here knows what the bands on a fire extinguisher mean, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. you can't use it for electrical fire. Because if you spray yeah. water on an electrical fire... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or water on an oil fire and it right. just yeah, yeah. the oil. 
At any rate, yes. So, Hinge. Yes. What do, what do you do? Okay, so, uh, from my vantage point where I've redirected the fire suppressant systems on the boulder, I see that there's an opportunity. I'm going to say probably that the, as I said previously, they're, they're targeting the, the hottest thing in the room. So they're already probably That's directing. Sorry, please continue. Well, the recording Mark is winking and pulling kissy face. <laughs> and waggling them brows. Quite so, quite so. Alright, I think that Venice is at a state where her um, where her temperature is such that I'll be able to get closer. Mm-hmm. Now it's about essentially trying to either render her powerless or ideally render her unconscious. Fantastic. How so? Fulcrum, during uh, his teaching of my incredible fighting skills, of course, see how I support that in a moment. Incredible. Uh, knows of a nerve cluster that will either snap a person out of a condition or mm-hmm. uh, will grant some measure of uh, like a peaceful release, a, a way of oh, uh, managing the pain. Good. Excellent. That's awesome. So I'm looking for a precise blow that I can deliver to Furnace so as to take away from the pain that seems to be unleashing her powers. Perfect. So you are directly engaging a threat there I by am. running up and trying to do a nerve strike on a glowing sun woman. Please roll and add your danger. All right. That's good, but it could get better. My danger, however, is at, is at negative one. So that is a six. Mm, okay. Who wants to uh, yeah. ricochet? You're right there. Let's. What do you do to help him out? Do you need to be placed somewhere in order to do the thing? I feel like I'm already there in terms of placement. You have gadgets, though. I do. Is there something that you, do you can? Have a te- do you have a teaser gun? Do you have like a little, like a cool bomb of some kind? Is there a gadget that you can throw me that will assist in this regard? Ice bomb. Ice bomb. Okay. You want an ice bomb? Sounds like a good play. Okay. Fantastic. So, we see Ricochet teleport. Do you sort of like teleport above and throw down the ice bomb and then teleport away or something like that? I think she kind of teleports alongside Hinge and goes, you're probably going to need this and just puts it... <laughs> <laughs> Passes you the ice bomb yeah, and then you do... You Merry do, Christmas. Yeah. Here you go. Okay. All right. So, what I do is, as opposed to throwing it at her, what I do is um, engage it around my fist mm. so that it becomes uh, sheathed in ice, mm. which uh, provides the final bit of protection that I need to... To, um, deliver the blow. That's awesome. Ooh. Fantastic. Alright then, so that's going to bring us to a good old-fashioned 7 to 9. So, do you want to resist her blows, take something from her, create an opportunity, or impress, surprise, or fright? Have we taken something from her already, Nadia? Uh, I've taken some of her power, yeah. Take so. more. Take it all. Yeah, I was about to say, can I either take take her power or take her consciousness? Yeah, I was like, consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's... So, just to explain how, yeah. how threats work, they have conditions as well, but yes. most of them don't have all the conditions um, so she's she's only got three she's already had one inflicted upon her because you successfully hit her she'll take another condition yes and so you know obviously you can you can do that but you can still take more power from her and that's not a problem at all I feel like though that's still not quite getting it done we still need to put one more condition on it is my understanding this, this is very true yes. then let's create another opportunity okay yeah. then perfect alright then so now that means of course you will mark a condition though because you didn't choose resist, resist or avoid her blows indeed so she lashes out with your fire you are blasted back, what condition are you taking? I think danger got me into this, so let's uh, say danger at this point is afraid. Afraid? Okay, so uh, you you get you get close to her and you realise how hot and how powerful she is mm-hmm. and you get a little bit of a little bit 
of a feat of a feared. Uh, as Ricochet, of course, you hand off the ice bomb there. Phoenix, what do you do? You see Ben start to, well, sorry, pardon me. You see uh, Hinge start to become a little bit overwhelmed with mm -hmm. the, the heat and the intensity once again. Some of the fire has been sucked out of the air, but she is still raging around. Her hands glow into gigantic white hot beams of fire. It looks like she's about ready to lash out at someone, anyone, possibly Hinge. I would, since she's not a conventionally, oh no, she is. Yeah, buffing in her with air would just actually make it worse. <laughs> to add more oxygen to the fray. I will drop down. Yep. And rather grossly, I'll envelop her arm. Wow. Like, I will basically turn my misshapen left arm. There's like this rather, yeah, big lump of fleshy sort of stuff. Gotcha. I will basically encase her arm in it. You know, okay. like um, Clayface style is probably the easiest way I can do it. Oh, okay. Because I also have impenetrable armor, just representing the fact that parts of me can become as durable mm. as I wish. Sure, so that's I'll cool. So that within my own misshapen arm. That's really yeah. cool. I like that. I like the idea that that would kind of focus her power inwards as mm. well, which actually yeah. might damage her. Yeah, possibly. And probably hey. me, but you know. All right then, that's, let's, let us do that. So please, that's directly engaging a threat. Mm -hmm. Would yep. you please roll and add your danger? Danger, danger, oh. high voltage. Oh dear. Five. Oh no, what a, what a garbage roll for garbage people. Can I? I'm okay with it. Sorry. He's a character built to Phoenix, fail. would you like to uh, assist him to bring that five up to a seven? If, if you and somebody else does. Well, yes, I'm used to carrying this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I believe I'm the only one who's literally carried anyone. So it's just, true. You threw, I carried. Phoenix, describe how you help him not get burnt to a cinder. Well, I think that I basically see what he's trying to do yes and try and focus some of her attention like draw some of her the focus of her attention you sort of get up in her grill yeah provoke annoy and maybe like, like with you like we start moving her somewhere yeah so like you're you're sort of containing her and I'm shifting her using yeah. my my strengths your strength? Yeah. Perfect, yes. What does that take it to, though? That'll take it to a sex eclipse. Yeah. You see him trying to do that, and see him try to draw her attention, but man, she's she's still she's still hurting. Um, Can you help? I, think, I think so. Yeah. I think I'm I'm going to just start talking to her now and try, you know, try to become more myself again. Right. Um, and as as herself just says, it's okay, it's okay. I know this isn't you. Please. Just let us help you. If you let us help you, everything will be okay. Okay, great. So the two of you help out, and you can see that slowly, slowly, your misshapen form goes around her. And so first of all, you are going to subdue her. This, this will be her final condition marked but you still also get to uh, choose one of the following next. So you can resist or avoid her blows. Mm -hmm. You can create opportunity or you can take something from her or you can impress, surprise or frighten her. Um, what's the first thing again? Uh, resist or avoid their blows. Yeah, yeah. If you don't choose that one, then you're, you're marking a condition. Would I be taking a powerful blow? Oh, it's a condition, right, sorry. Yeah. Yes, all the yeah. different things. But I have something that inter- But maybe, maybe you'd be because taking that Because I do have a thing that interacts with that. Which okay. Is, which narratively yeah. would be cool. But if you haven't already also potential for the fail. Oh yeah? Oh, I, no, I didn't no, fail. Didn't fail. Didn't fail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will take something from her, mm -hmm. and that is her arm. No, um, <laughs> it's part of Harold now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. I will take, I'll take from her, um, I'll simply snuff her out, like, in a very, not, not the figurative kill her sense, but in the very <laughs> literal, I will snuff her fire out as deprived of oxygen inside my own pulsating flesh. She is literally snuffed out. She falls down to the ground, unconscious. 
Mordred by that point has finally smashed through the wall, surrounded by her translucent spectral armor, rushing up to her sister. She sort of grabs her, shakes her, and starts, you know, yelling out. It's like, wake up, wake up. Oh goodness, oh goodness. And just sort of throws herself on top. The emergency lights start to flash again. And then all of a sudden, all the other kids and whatnot uh, eventually come, come down. You can see that finally arriving, ironically enough, Miss Brisk mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 sort of appears in a flash right next to you. like, all right, all right, all right. Everyone just back off. Give us some room. Give us some room. Give us some room. So then there is another student who is piping up. One of them runs down. Now, this is Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist is August Roberts. So they are gender fluid and they alternate between male and female constantly. Their preferred pronouns are uh, he and she alternatively. Zeitgeist runs down basically, puts her hands on hips and then he starts to shout out because uh, she's actually an influencer. Her power set basically is to not necessarily mind control, but just to basically sort of escalate. Yes. Like gentle suggestion? Basically, yeah. So, so effectively, more or less, you can. Uh, no, how, how would you describe? Uh, so, if you already feel something, she can um, essentially make that more or less powerful. They can, uh, yeah, essentially make you feel really great, make you feel not so great, yep. influence or heighten your insecurity or your confidence. Lots of different things like that. So, it's not a mind control power. He can't tell you what to do. How? However, there is a, it's some shifting in emotions they mm. can do. If they were a villain, they'd be called mob mentality. Hmm. Po- po- actually, quite possibly, yeah, yeah. basically. But Piping no. that anger to a degree. Yeah, so he, so he pipes up and just sort of starts going like, You see? You see? Even she, even she had to turn to vibe because of the pressure that we're under. There is too much pressure on us to perform well. This is what happens. This is what happens. If the most powerful of us is forced to turn to drugs to make the absolutely unprecedented levels of excellence that we're expected to do, how is any of our, how are any of the rest of us supposed to have any bloody chance? Give us a break! And like, basically, she just starts trying to start a chant that no one's really picking up on. Really, it. nobody picks up on it. Like, give us a break! More give us a break! Out the immediate. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Read the room. It's not the right time. Yeah, yeah. It's No, it's a it's a weird one given the description. <laughs> of the power no exactly but the point you 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 are definitely down with his uh with his nonsense by now and i think everyone is sort of maybe on a hair's breath as to whether or not to get involved well, in the chant i guess not. it can it's only amplify wrong. feeling they can only amplify feelings you already have and definitely not on my mind right now because <laughs> this curriculum is a little bit overloaded yeah it's not on my mind there's not a feeling i have right now <laughs> so there's nothing there for me to amplify hmm. uh so miss brisk just sort of says like all right all right all right let's just let's just pack it in for now your final scores before everything went a little bit haywire will, will be final, okay? You all did really well. Wait, what? Now there's a feeling to amplify. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone, just, just just pack it in, pack it in. Get out of here. Miss <laughs> Miss Brish just points at, points at the door, points to the gigantic elevator, mm-hmm. and everyone is kind of, you know, ushered. I should out and so forth. Mordred. Not to be that guy. Sure. But perhaps <laughs> but. I... But, well, I'm playing in character. I can't move right now. 
Oh, yes, that's true. Oh, okay. no, we help you. Dang, I was going to say, well, my wings have faded to uselessness, sort of, you know, trying to create, you know, this the, the mass to be able to snuff her out. The wings are essentially gone Oh, now. yeah, yeah. Let's have a scene. So all of you get together, basically. You're all sort of left there with an unconscious prior. Miss Swift is uh, just sort of sitting there and monitoring and making sure that, you know, all, all the melting and the damage to the stadium is effectively not going to uh, cause it to collapse on itself. So, yeah, what do you do? Perhaps I'll look to Ricochet. Oh, no, I think like we go and get your wheelchair. Well, that's it, you precisely. I'll, I'll, my chair. I'll, 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 I'll hold you up. <laughs> oh, no, my chair. Your chair? Tell them what the chair was. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. Of course. So, Ricochet, you, you teleport and go and go grab Harold's chair? Yeah. Okay, that's nice. You're... We all just kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. cluster around Harold mm. and help, and help him, him kind of sit in the chair a little bit. Um, maybe I take off my jacket and kind of put it a little bit over he, one of his very mistaken <laughs> shoulders because yeah, I can only imagine the clothing is a little bit... Yeah, it's, it's, the clothing's shredded and the, the arm is extra sort of hideous and yeah. probably pretty burnt mm. to be honest that's nice I mean that's good it sounds like you're no no no, no. <laughs> the, the, the nice gentle gesture glad my pain amuses you Tom <laughs> no he was talking about how badass she looked with your ripped clothes yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty badass <laughs> uh, now it sounds like you are looking to comfort or support a teammate yes however uh, I do have a negative to that because I am angry yes you do uh, so there you go let's see how this works out <laughs> you're like <laughs> slap him across the <laughs> I mean, like, let me tell you, like, I, I reckon, like, people go to do things they want to do even though they're not in the right state of mind to do it, you know? That's uh, definitely a thing that happens. What am I adding to this? You mundane. Yeah. Mundane. Uh, yeah, so like three in total. <laughs> so how freak! So how, freak! So how do you try to comfort him and just epically fuck that up? Pat him on the head. I, I think that she just focuses on the wrong thing. She just goes, don't worry about your clothes. It's fine. It's just, the school supplies new uniforms to people all the time. <laughs> sure we can Ooh, find well, one. Well-meaning, but... Well-meaning, but okay. It's not hitting the right Missed the mark. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear that. Yeah. No, nice. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.